You're listening to the DGD Podcast. Sponsored by La Touraine. Here's your hosts, Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels. Welcome to this edition of the DGD Podcast. As always, the NCDGD himself, Robert Reynolds. Guys, Georgia making history, okay? Georgia making history. You thought it was bad right now. I'm telling you right now, it is historic what Georgia's on, and the the trend will continue for the months to come. What a crazy last few months. Obviously, talking about NFL draft, we're recapping all seven rounds. And you know what? Obviously, if you're not familiar with it, Georgia broke NFL record in the draft. 15 players uh, selected in the draft, uh, most in history. And listen, it only took six rounds to do it. But first off, before we get started, folks, we're going to do this. Lots of rain bringing bringing you the DGD podcast. Use code DGD at checkout to get 10% off your purchase site-wide. But also, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's recap. We're going to take a little recap here. Um, They're not going to do any graphics or nothing for anybody watching. However, we will tell you everything you need to know. So first off, we had the first overall pick. Trayvon Walker to the Jaguars at 13. Uh, you're looking at Jordan. Davis, 28 being Devontae Wyatt. And to round out Thursday night, Lewis seen at pick 32. And then Friday, rounds two and three. Uh, second round, you got George Pickens going to the Steelers. We'll talk about these picks in a little bit. Second round, also James Cook. Giants, and then third round, you're the, the and arguably the still of the draft, which should have never happened to begin with. Nicobe Dean, uh, going to Philly, also Channing Tindall to the Dolphins, and then Saturday, you rounded out, uh, Zamir White, Zeus going to the Raiders, Jay Camarda, strangely enough, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the fourth round, uh, sixth round, Justin Schaefer staying home in Atlanta. Uh, Jamari Sawyer going out uh, to L.A. in the charge of sixth round. Sixth round also Darian Kendrick going out west to L.A. as well, just to the Rams. And then to round out your 15th pick, John Fitzpatrick, staying home with the Dirty Birds. And like I said, all in the sixth round. All in the sixth round. So you had all 15 picks within six rounds. It's just it's just one of those things, guys. It really is just one of those things where you look at look at what our defense was, right? And look at obviously coming out the national title. Is it a, is it due to that partially? Yeah. <laughs> but but let's be honest here. There's just a lot of defenders. We had a lot of players go, right? But at the same time, you look at what next year could bring, right? And people want to sit there and lose a look at what we lost off this defense. Fair. But I'm not worried about that. Let's let's obviously celebrate making history. You know, like I said, 15 picks. That's most in history. Do I see that happen next year? Probably not. Um, at the same time, you never know. Crazier things can happen. But if I'm looking at it this way, I'm telling you right now, my favorite pick out of every single, all 262, it taking some time to analyze things, might be James Cook to Buffalo. I, 
At first, I thought Zeus would fit better in Buffalo with it being cold weather, especially toward the playoffs, right? We just saw what they're about, right, in the deep run of the playoffs. The fact that you get James Cook on that offense is downright scary to me, downright scary, because they move up and get Kyer Elam in the first round, and I think that's going to help them a lot as well from a defensive standpoint. But then you look at the second round and you get James Cook, and we know what James Cook is about. He adds that run game that they don't have currently, but he can also is just a nightmare out wide. You can move him out wide. You can just run him out, run him routes out of the backfield. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. And you give him one of the best quarterback, young quarterbacks in the league, Josh Allen, you've got a decade worth of just domination if you do it right, if done properly. So, you know, obviously I'm looking at that situation right there. You know, obviously, I think there were some other good picks as well. I think you look at a guy like Pickens going to Pittsburgh, and that is probably one of the best places he could go. Uh, you look at, you know, everybody wants to everybody wants to bash on him for character issues, right? Which obviously we know as a freshman, the Georgia Tech incident, the the water bottle incident. I, I get that, but his junior year, he didn't hear nothing out of it. You know, Kirby even mentioned it back when he was younger, talking about need, he needs a lot of maturing, and we saw that progress over time but when you look at Mike Tomlin's no-nonsense approach to things you're going to you're going to make sure that he's a disciplined player he's going to come in ready to go we know what he's about when it comes to talent you know you know what his ability is obviously Pittsburgh picking uh Kenny Pickett in round one gives him a huge piece right and a fast piece at that to to stretch the field uh, to add to, uh to add to Claypool all right you still got Najee Harris in the backfield Obviously, it depends on the quarterback here. But if the quarterback, if the quarterback is situated right, I think you might see Pittsburgh offense be a true threat. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where I think you could definitely see some domination there, and, and that's what you want, right? I also like the fact that most all of our guys went to situations where they have a chance to succeed, and being on teams that have a chance to be a contender. Uh, in my opinion, I think that's more important to me. I love the fact where everybody went because there were several teams that double dipped on Georgia players, right? We talked about it Friday with Green Bay, right? Now you look over the weekend. Now we're reflecting. You look at the Falcons taking two, less color me shocked. Didn't see that happening. Uh, you know, also look, Philly probably just got, oh my God, Philly's defense just got downright scary in my opinion, because you take what Jordan Davis brings and you add that in Nakobe Dean, and we all know what Nakobe's about. So you're adding that kind of concept of being able to run behind, right? What Nakobe was best at, running behind and filling gaps, just running free. Now you got Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox for the foreseeable future. That's just scary if I'm an NFC East. Oh my goodness, I'm nervous. Period. Just based off of that. And also Eagles, you know, they also got AJ Brown. So now you've got a now you've got a uh, offensive weapon as well. A bona fide weapon at that. You're proven at this point compared to drafting a receiver. So none of you know, Eagles got really good as well in this draft. Which leads me to this: if if I'm looking, if any team, right, any team that got you know a Georgia player, you know the Packers, you know, looked really good as well. You know, I I thought they had the potential to go pick Pickens. They did not. Um, 
But I don't think that's a problem. I, I think when you take Quay Walker and you take Devontae Wyatt, Green Bay's defense got some dudes. They just did. That's period enough. You know, but I'm also curious to see, you know, looking at situations, right, where, you know, like Kamarda, right? I didn't expect Kamarda to get drafted at all and obviously proved me completely wrong. Um, but at the same time, going to Tampa Bay and, and listen, we know what Kamarda's about because his ability to change the field, right? Tampa's defense is not a problem at all. And, and you, you have Tom Brady. So whenever you have Tom Brady, you can score the ball, move the ball. So you take Kamarda there in the fourth round, might be a sleeper pick for what he's about. I'm just saying. And, and Patrick Oliver says he had Kamarda late in the seventh of it all. I'll tell you right now, being honest, I didn't. I had him going undrafted. Right? I'm going, I had him going undrafted. Uh, I had Fitzpatrick going undrafted as well. So, listen, prove me wrong in all the good ways. Okay? Simple enough. Simple enough. Uh, you know, but also, like I said, there's, you know, you can look at Channing Tindall right, and bringing speed to Miami. Uh, you know, what will he do for that defense? Well, time will tell. Uh, you know, but Zeus at the Raiders, right? I think at the time when he got drafted to the Raiders, I didn't think about this. But if, you know, the night before the Raiders declined Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. And that is, that's telling because, you know, that means it, it could be a prove-it year or they're looking to get rid of him, right? Does that mean Zeus becomes that next featured back in Las Vegas? Maybe so. AFC West is going to be ridiculous, okay? If you're not familiar with the AFC West, just the quarterbacks alone, you're looking at your car with the Las Vegas. You know, you've got Mahomes at Kansas City, Justin Herbert with the Chargers, and then you've got Russell Wilson out west uh, in Denver, right? So you're going to have off. It's going to be an offensive quarterback league, but the defenses are that they're just ridiculous too. Looking at that situation right there, get that physical runner right. I think he can bring more to the table than what Josh Jacobs did, because he's so underutilized as a pass catcher. Zeus is. You can open that up, and, and obviously, listen, Carr and Devontae Adams. Just remember, they just traded for Devontae Adams, which is probably one of arguably one of the better receivers in the league period. Now you add that threat there with Zeus to be able to run the ball. Come on, man. Like, like I said, a lot of these guys go to, you know, go to places that have the potential to succeed, uh, be in the hunt at least for your NFL playoffs. You look at obviously Trayvon going to uh, Jacksonville. Hell, he, he might not be seeing the playoffs, but he has a chance to turn that franchise around. Right? That's what you expect with the number one overall pick. Can he do it? I, I think so. I think his versatility allows him to do that because, you know, when you draft him, I understand, right, it's going to be a very critical pick because you're valuing upside over production in college, right? Aiden Hutchins had had the stats, and I understand because I've, I've been saying this before. Aiden Hutchinson got bullied by Jamari Sawyer, right, and so did Ajabo uh, with Warren McClendon. That's one game, however, right? You look at the body of work, 14 sacks doesn't lie, right? It just doesn't. You still got to get to the quarterback. With that being said, there is a slight, a slight risk that, you know, not knocking the kid at all. I can't do that. Just can't. With that being said, 
value in the upside and the physical traits that Trayvon has, you know, they, the cons took a bit, and we'll see if it pays off. I think so because you can do anything with him. Georgia, he did everything at Georgia. If they want to sit there and put him down to run the pat, rush the passer, okay, then let put his hand down and let him go to work. But if, but at the same time, and like I said it on the last episode, when when it comes to edge rushers, it, it's all about everybody focuses on the rush aspect of things, but not really a lot of people focus on the edge aspect of it. And that means also setting the edge in the run game. It's great that you can get to the quarterback. Not knocking that. There's a lot of money to be made, especially for those premier um, premier pass rushers. But if I'm if I'm a number one. If I'm picking number one overall, I want the guy that's going to be on the field every single down. I want him on every single snap because I want to get the most out of my investment. That return on investment needs to be as high as as high as possible. So if you get an elite pass rusher that's only going to benefit on situational downs, what are you going to do to solve the run game? Well, Trayvon Walker fixes that, right? Listen, they've got Jacksonville loaded up in free agency. So I'm not counting them completely out. But adding him into that situation where they've got a bet, they've got better defense, and Jacksonville also built around Trevor Lawrence, which that was key for them. They needed to do that. They did that. So now you might actually see Jacksonville be competent and win some games. I'm not saying they'll win every game by any means, but I think Trayvon Walker could be a key piece to that defense and opening up some untapped potential there. Everybody knows the Urban Meyer situation. It was a train wreck from the start. New time, new regime, things like this. Bright upside, honestly. And what they did in key in free agency is key there. And it was actually a really good free agency haul for them. Add that on top of the draft, getting Trayvon number one. Listen, he's going to play every down in Jacksonville. And he's going to – I don't know if he's going to have a niche or not, a specific niche. He might be a multi-tool. He might be a pass rush. They might tell him to pass rush. Fair. Let him go after it because, like I said, at Georgia, he didn't have that specialty. He was a do-it-all kind of guy, and he proved he could do it very well. Everything was very well. He might not have the stats that you would love to see. Don't get me wrong. That does not discount what I see on tape. His ability is all there, period, <clears throat> period. So while we're here in the brigade, give a I'll give a uh, shout-out here, roll call for Patrick and to Neil. Um, listen, I want to get y'all thoughts here while I'm continue talking. Uh, which player, which in a, which Georgia player, um, which Georgia player benefited the most uh, from where they got drafted to this season, uh, this this upcoming or this past draft? Excuse me, can't speak today. <laughs> can't speak today. Uh, anyways, while while we let the brigade come in and talk about that, you know, obviously it's kind of interesting to see. Right, day three, you know, Nicobe D. I think that's probably the biggest, probably the biggest bam. Like it had me bum bamboozled, just confused. I think it had everybody confused. And honestly, when when I seen him fall into you know into night two, so I, I just knew he was coming early. Right, I just knew he was off the board early. Like I said, I even thought he was going to Tampa Bay. Right, the first pick. Right? He was just a steal outside of that. And then he started falling. And then he kept falling. And, he, and people were passing up on him. And he goes into the second round. And you're like, all right, go to Baltimore. Passed on him. Go to Pittsburgh. Pickens. Hey, let's go. Wait, Nicobe's still there. Right? All the situation right here. And then finally, finally, 
at pick 83 in the 2022 draft, the Philadelphia Eagles get him and his buddy, you know, Jordan Davis, which in my opinion, it has to be the, the still of the draft. There is no question about it. The, the dude's potential, right? The medical history that we will talk about in just a second. It, it's one of those things where you don't like to see this kind of thing happen because it can, and there's concerns and things like that. But when I, when you sit there and you pa- <clears throat> excuse me, you pass up on that kind of potential. Thirty-one teams are going to have to do some soul searching if he pans out to what we expect him to do. And I'm just living at that. And and here uh, Michael B also says Dean fell, but he's in a good spot, and, and I completely agree. And, and like I said to start the show. Pairing him and letting him run free behind Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox is downright scary. Just downright, downright scary, okay? Because you're looking at what, what happened to Georgia's defense. Fletcher Cox is an upgrade to Devontae White. Think about this. So you, if you're trying to envision, I know it's a little bit difficult, but if you try to envision that, pairing Devontae and, you know, Jordan Davis, what we're remembering, right, when you add – when you have Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis, there's your there's your most of your offensive line is going to those two guys alone. So your edge rushers off the bat have easy one on one situations, easy situations to get to the pass rusher when you need them, or obviously set the run. Jordan Davis, we know his his main thing set the run, set the edge, or not set the edge, run stop period. So I was thinking Trayvon, my apologies. I'm just looking at this right here. The Eagles got drastically better in the run game. But, you know, if if they manage his weight, if they manage his weight, you will see Jordan Davis transform into a three-down player, and that for NFL teams is scary. That's the scary part, period. So Patrick also states that yesterday the Eagles announced Dean's healthy, cleared to practice. There were some concerns about a pec strain, I believe it was. Uh, a report came out that there was, like, you know, a pec strain that he had suffered working out, declined surgery, and that scared some teams. Apparently, it scared 31 teams, uh, except the Eagles. Then you hear this news, and basically, what you're telling me is, if he's healthy, you just got a first round talent in the third round. Talk about value. Talk about value. Simple enough. You know, Michael also states, like, and we touched briefly about this. Zamir ended up in a good spot, right, at Las Vegas. And we just talked about that with, you know, the the, uh, the Raiders declining that fifth-year option for Josh Jacobs, right? I, I think you can see him be the future back for years to come. I think that's coming. I, I just think that is. Um, you know, I think a lot of these guys got really good spots. Uh, Miami's going to be interesting to see with Channing Tindall. I think Channing Tindall could definitely pass uh, be a pass rusher. And, listen, in the AFC, in the AFC East – you know, dealing with Buffalo, right? Get that speed out there at the outside linebackers, right? That's going to be key when you've got to go up against, you know, a Josh Allen team twice a year. The Jets just got Garrett Wilson. Uh, you know, you look at all these things right there. Maybe it, make it, it makes sense why you get Channing Tindall there, right? Uh, you know, looking down here, obviously, Jake Camardo we've talked about. Justin Schaefer, Justin Schaefer could be one of those guys that in the next year or so could be starting at guard. For Atlanta, just could could be starting there, um, and that tells me right there. And listen, they got him in the sixth round, sixth round, and he could be starting next year. 
right? And then you also look, another thing that I was confused was, was seeing Jamari Sawyer on the board and Schaefer going over Sawyer. And I'm not mad. I like I like where both guys ended up. But there, in my opinion, there was just more value with Sawyer. I had him as a night two guy. So he fell to six in the sixth round. And behind Schaefer at that, like I said, I'm happy for both guys. I just thought that I would expect Sawyer to go first. It is what it is, and the Chargers just got Jamari Sawyer. So there you go. Yeah, and then obviously, you know, talk about DK. DK was one of those question marks where his 40 time and his pro day wasn't the greatest, and it really dinged him, right? It really dinged him. But I think also looking at what DK was built for, DK is built for a zone defense, right? He's better when they're when it is when you're able to play zone, but he's also physical. When his speed gets his speed is a liability when you play man coverage. But when you're playing bump and you can drop back into a zone, I think that's his best fit. And when you look at where he goes to the Rams, you have Jalen Ramsey aside, you know, on the opposite side of you. You're gonna be physical. They 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 match well, they play physical, right? You sit there, they play some zone defense. They'll be fine. Because you're going to be seeing a lot of passes, especially with Kyler Murray, right? Now the fact that they got Hollywood Brown as well, yeah, you're going to see some passes. So if Kendrick can crack the starting lineup, everything like this, or, you know, be a rotational piece, whatever the case may be, I'm telling you right now, you, he'll, he'll, he'll probably get targeted. And that's where the physicality and that's where, you know, him having – let's see, he has some great ball skills. He does. Playing in true zone in front of the ball. There you go. And I think I think the Rams is a good spot for him to do that. You know, and then obviously with Fitzpatrick, right? Fitzpatrick in Atlanta. You obviously have Kyle Pitts, but you know after that, you know, listen, you have an excellent blocker, excellent blocker with Fitzpatrick. Period. But he's sneaky as a receiver. He's sneaky. Georgia never utilized him the right way. And then also last year, you look at. Brock Bowers, right? Brock Bowers kind of took over the spotlight there. Fair. But my man is a tenacious blocker. And, and I, in my opinion, I think that's where the Falcons are going to get the most value out of him. Utilize him in the pass game, right, so that you, you're a little bit less predictable. But you know when the, in the run game that he'll be able – he'll be there. He's, a, he's, he's that kind of guy, period. So, like I said, all these guys had some really good, you know, landing spots. And obviously when you can make history – you know, I think making history is the key here, right? So, you know, with that being said, you look at, you know, you obviously take all the guys where they got drafted. You know, like I said, some of them were higher than where I expected. Some of them I had different, just switched around. Uh, Nicobe Dean, two rounds later than what I thought, but he did go to the Eagles. So I'll, I'll, I'll claim that victory there because I didn't specify the round. Um, overall, though, you know, I thought this was a – and listen, not only is it a, it's great for Georgia, it's great for these guys, right? You're looking at it just in the first round, guys. You talk about you want to talk about recruiting pitch. The first round alone made a hundred plus million in contracts. Okay, I want to say almost 150 million contracts. Trayvon Walker got like a 44 million dollar deal. Uh, if you're worried about the NIL, look at Georgia. Look at what we just did. Made history. Five defenders in the first round. Most ever. If you're a defensive, if you're a defensive player at Georgia, or you're considering Georgia, hey, you can take that NIL money. But guess what? Sustained guarantee money, right there. 
they, I want to say probably 50 mil, 60 mil guaranteed money between the five alone, period. Yeah, just saying that. That right there is more than – that's more money than any NIL deal you're going to see, okay? So if you're a Georgia recruit and you somehow stumble upon the DGD podcast, you heard it here today, May 2nd, 2022. You heard this. That money that you just saw those just five Georgia defenders in the first round, a lot more than you're going to see in any NIL deal. I promise you that. Do you want your money now or do you want your money for the sustained long haul? Think about that. I'm not a recruiter, but I'll tell you that right now. Think on that. But with that being said, you also know that the 15 players overall most in history is going to be a huge recruiting pitch for any player moving forward. Because next year, you can see, I ain't going to say, I ain't calling 15, but I will say you push almost another five to 10 out easily next year as well. And you might see three in the first round, depending on how things play out. Just saying. There's going to be a ton of guys out next year that have the potential to be draft eligible. If they do or not, we shall see. If they do declare, though, you could see more of the same with Georgia. But I want to ask anybody watching this, does this, you know, I want to see more sustained situation here. But I will also say that I think you're starting to see Kirby be an NFL factory at Georgia. Kirby set that up. You know, like last year, you look at it nine, right? He's progressed and put more and more and more each year that he's been here. Now, at same at some point, you have to look at it as a as somewhat of a peak situation because I don't know if you're ever going to drop 20 kids in a draft or not like that. So at some point, you're going to see diminishing uh, returns there. But I still think you're going to see a sustained high level of numbers get put out each year. I just think that's going to be the case. Is it going to? You can't expect 15 every single year. That's just absurd. And I, I think you'd be putting your, selling yourself short, thinking that that's going to happen. Do I see double digits? Yeah, because guess what? LSU having a down situation last year just put out 10. It can happen. I promise you it will happen. Uh, as long as Kirby Smart's there, I, I, I fully expect that you'll see Georgia put out loads of guys. <clears throat> um, if you're a Texas fan, you might want to shut your ears. Zero players for Texas, guys. Texas had zero drafted players. You talk about these schools with NIL and they're focusing on NIL deals. And, and I understand I understand that it's just one year and a lot of these teams are going through recent or current coaching changes. How that changes, we shall see. But when you're at Texas and you have zero and you're Oregon and, and Miami dropping one, strangely enough, Clemson at two. However, benefit of a doubt here going to more likely next year, you're going to see that number spike because of what's, what guys are going to be gone, like for the most part, I would expect. So I'm not going to bash Clemson on there with two. But it, it shows you, right, that you look at Bama, and let's be honest, Cincinnati surprised me too with nine. Uh, surprised me to some degree. I, I just need to see if they, if they can do that again, then you might have a situation. But you look at the Bama, you look at Georgia, you look at LSU, and there screams one thing why these guys are at the top of numbers drafted, right? number of players drafted. They all come from the SEC. Georgia Thursday night alone outdrafted 
entire conferences at that point, period. And honestly, even at 15, probably put out more than a lot of – like, it's just insane. It's just insane. Because if you're looking at it, the gap between – the gap between LSU and Georgia or Cincinnati and – you know, that gap is more – than most every other school in the country. It's just it's just crazy to fathom that. It really is. So if you put it into perspective, I'll tie this back into recruiting. Not only can Georgia develop, that narrative was shot to shit. You go to the league, you talk about all this money, this NIL money is becoming a real big thing, right? NFL is going to pay you guaranteed contracts. Now, NIL based off of promises. NFL is, listen, NFL, guarantee. NIL, promises. And, and there's a difference there. NFL, a lot more money to be made than anything NIL can touch right now. Period. For, for now. I say NIL for now. You never know what the hell is going to happen. As long as the NCAA ain't touching that, that's neither here nor there, and that's for another day. Recruiting pitch. Come to Georgia, develop, go to the NFL, make that money, have a long-term career. I, I feel like all these guys have a chance to have that. Some will probably pan out, some will not. And and you hope every single one of these guys, all 15 of them the best, as with every Georgia player. I don't want to say I don't want to wish anybody the worst, right? But obviously my Georgia boys, I definitely want to see them succeed long-term. And honestly, I think you could see that, right? So, like I said, 15 players, most of them have some good spot, landing spots. We'll see what happens over the time. We'll see if we'll see if the Trayvon pick over Aiden was a big deal, if it was if it was the right move or not. You'll look and see what Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean looks like for the next few years in Philly. Get to see a new regime offensively with Pickens and Pickett, the Pickett to Pickens combo, right? Just crazy to try to say that five times. Zeus in Las Vegas. My man loves some black anyway, so it fits perfectly, right? My man loves some white socks hats. Fits perfectly, black and, and silver and black. James Cook just got put on a Super Bowl contending team. And he's probably going to be their feature back. Good time to be a dog is all I'm going to say on that. That's all I'm going to say. Great time to be a damn Georgia Bulldog is all I'm going to say. And it ain't stopping this year, boys. It's going to come, ladies and gentlemen, it will come next year too. It will come next year because there's a litany of offensive players that can be eligible for the draft. And if they do declare, you're going to see a lot of the same. You might not see five defenders in the first round. That's okay. But I guarantee you see a ton of Georgia players uh, drafted. But only time will tell for that. With that being said, Obviously, if you're not familiar, Tim Worley was supposed to join. <clears throat> we have pushed that back to Friday, uh, focusing on Tim and his draft experience. Obviously, if you're not familiar with Tim, uh, Georgia running back, Georgia great, got drafted seventh overall to the uh, the Steelers, actually, uh, in the 89 draft. So we'll talk about the draft with him, what he thought about this overall draft. We'll talk a little bit more but just, and just be more there, more of the same. Uh, but just for Tim. Friday we have with that being said have a great rest of your day 
make sure to like, follow, subscribe. That does a lot, and it only takes a half a second. No money involved, fam, at all. Like, follow, subscribe. With that being said, have a great rest of your day, and go dogs. Thanks for listening to the DGD Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to the DGD Podcast YouTube channel, where you can watch live Mondays and Fridays at noon Eastern. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the DGD Podcast. And check out the website at www.dgdpodcast.com. 